You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? It's a brand new episode of Off Book presented to you by Broadway Black. We're here to hit our mark, and we're going to do it right now. I'm Drew Shade. I'm Ngozi Ayon. Camille Brown. I'm Eric Lockley. And we're here in the building, y'all. We have, like, three guests and all new people. So I'm like, I'm the only one holding it down for the crew. But that's all right. You know, Danye's off celebrating his graduation. He just graduated from Juilliard this weekend. Um, And Amber's off in, you know bumfuck Egypt doing whatever performances and being booked yeah she's booked like that's what I'm saying like she's off in the lands like you know, she's doing her show. Yeah. She's doing a show um, at, what is that, at Jersey? Two Rivers Theater. Isn't mm-hmm. that Two Rivers? Yeah, oh. Two Rivers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Egypt. I thought you literally. No, not Egypt. actual Egypt. No, just oh, because she was okay. far away. Okay. Okay. She's I was far. Like, <laughs> Egypt far. sounds disrespectful. <laughs> Do it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Egypt has... Did you grow up in a black hole? I did. I did anybody ever say Buffuck Egypt? Like, what you doing over there in Buffuck Egypt? Like, ain't nobody ever said that? No. <laughs> no? Egypt was kind or of like, safe. your house out in Bumfuck Egypt or out in the boonies. Like, the boonies. Boonies and Bumfuck Egypt are like the same thing, right? Okay. I feel this is going to be like the Titu Buck controversy. Right. The who? The Titu Buck. It's Titu Buck, by the way. It's Titu Buck. Titu It's Titu An actor was fired in my first production of that show for saying Titu As opposed to Titu I won't name names because he's working now. But I will say that he. Yes, because he could not. He was also a little touched. But he could not say. He could not say Titu right. And it was just like, it's Titu but he kept saying Tituba. Damn. Yeah. So well, I also just... want to well, we Googled that... it several times, oh. and we've heard no. several different pronunciations. Google and one of them was Tituba. <laughs> no. We'll see the play. Was see Google play. made for black people? Fair. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? I'm just yes. saying. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think I saw Tituba on the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> no. Yeah. And also, I love that black people say touched. I don't think any other culture says touched I and, believe, and yeah. means it in that same way. You know, yeah. respectfully. You know, respectfully. Touched. It's like, I don't know, because I don't know what the situation right. was. Touched. But it was a situation, clearly. <laughs> There's clearly a situation. Like, yeah, you're a little touched. Yeah, yeah, shout out to that actor. He's doing quite well now, so it's Amen. fine. Is he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What? Wait. Yeah. Okay, now, Eric, I know you knew here. I know you knew. But every time I say something, it is not shade. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just really inquire. Like, oh, is he? Yeah. Doing good? It was like, back when we were like 19, 20. Yeah. Okay. Was, we were kids. But like, what theater company was this? I will not, I won't say any <laughs> words. Really that it was, was a professional really theater trying. company? It was our prefer- first professional job. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was Shakespeare? It was, uh, no, it was Crucible. It was a Crucible. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I'm thinking of Shakespeare. No, it was a Crucible. Know, all, all dead white men the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dead. Right, dead. Um, the similarity, yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, okay, but yeah. Anyway, I still think it's tattoo, but I'm gonna keep saying tattoo. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Um, I, but I will, I will now say Beatrice instead of Patrice. Yes, I listened to Ooh. that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because Patrice, Patrice, also a great name. That's, that's so I mean, black. that's what it looked like to me when I was reading the thing. I was like, okay, Danielle Brooks, who's playing Patrice, uh, Patrice <laughs> like in. Like, well, I mean, Good, hey, we have the but I, I, for I thank checks. y'all for like messaging me and, t- and like, like Drew. I know you. I know. 
Like I know you, I love how, you. How many messages did you get? Oh, several. I'm sure. I got several messages like Drew. Like we love you, but like that is not how you say that. Oh. So y'all know I be I I fumbled the bag on the pronunciations. I be fumbling, and that's okay. It is okay. That's okay. We all gonna Growing. learn together. Yeah. That's true. I am big. I hope y'all feel empowered because y'all know how to say Beatrice. <laughs> Instead of Patrice, mm-hmm. I hope y'all feel empowered and great, and that y'all taught me. Like y'all should feel special. Y'all, I, I mean, might be a little touched because I can't say it, but just to do that, you know what I mean. Some people paid are still paying off student loans. You talking about yourself? Beatrice, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I show him. He just I show him. Yes. <laughs> but see, I don't be caring about them. Um, I, I like I like Shakespeare, and I'm going to see this show, mm-hmm. but I don't care that much about like her name could be. Patrice. Could. What's wrong with Patrice? There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not the actual name. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the name Patrice. It's well, okay. The well, then she name. could be a Patrice then. <laughs> I would be like, Danielle, you're just so good as Patrice. <laughs> anyway, so in the building we got y'all. We got some wonderful, wonderful people. I am so excited to be here with some new energy, some fresh faces. A Tony nominee. Hey. Yes. But we're going to start with our Tony nominee, Camille A. Brown, in the building. She's a choreographer extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. Uh, Camille A. Brown choreography is everywhere Mm -hmm. right now. She's doing the damn thing. And she just recovered from like amazing or a crazy uh, health scare. Yeah, that was like a year year ago. Well, you know how a year flies. I know. And so it feels like just yesterday, like you were in the middle of Once on this Island. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you had a crazy health scare. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so my <laughs> we just gonna hop into it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I was actually on tour uh, in North Carolina, and then we went to Mississippi, and I was feeling uh, really bad and nauseous, and I didn't know what it was, and I started feeling pain, and I just told my production stage manager that I need to go to. I may need to go to the emergency room. Come to find out, my appendix ruptured. Oh. Wow. Um, it had it had ruptured, um, and the fluid had been in my system for a week. Mm. Uh, or at least a week. Um, so yeah, I was in the hospital for a couple of couple of days yeah. there, and it just started like a whole year and a half of of going back and forth. Because they said uh, after five days, it's it's normally fatal when oh. when the fluid is in your system. Um, so they kept saying over and over, like you know, you really shouldn't be here right now. So and and it happened um, several times. So I was in the hospital f- at least four times in one year. Wow. Yeah. So, and one of those times being uh, the third day into rehearsal for Once on This Island. Man. What you did the choreography for for last year's Tony winning revival yes. of Once on This Island Woo! on Broadway. Yes. You also did Choir Boy. Yes. The play with music. Yep. Um, at uh, MTC. Yes. Uh, that was this year as well. And, and you're nominated for a Tony Award for that choreography. Yes. Like, how does that feel? Two years in a row, you're back to back in the award season and you're doing the damn thing and getting the accolades. You're in New York Times. You're everywhere. What does that feel like in the midst of all of this health scare yeah I mean it's a little surreal and I think that uh health scare just taught me about taught me a lot about community and it Mm. just reinforced the importance of it and my company and how I value my friends um and my family and and just how uh how safe I was with them and uh, and they were really the ones that protected me throughout that whole thing because no because nobody knew and this was your Um, dance company you're speaking yeah my dance company yeah and I and I didn't want people to know because I didn't want them to base my work on whatever my health is. Oh, she's not yeah. feeling well, right. or yeah. you know, it ain't good because she ain't feeling well. You know, right. it's like one or the other. So I, I just wanted to um, let the work speak for itself, 
Um, and it also happened while I was doing Jesus Christ Superstar as well. So um, Jesus Christ Superstar Live with John. Yes, yes. yes. So we gotta we gotta put it in there because people be like, oh yeah, I just did Jesus Christ Superstar. Well, where did you do it? Oh, right, with John Legend. You're right, you're right. <laughs> I'm Camille. Like, yeah, well, the Emmy nominated. The Emmy nominated. Yeah, on live television. <laughs> well, yeah, but um, I mean, I think it's just about community and it just feels surreal because I always wanted to choreograph for theater mm. and uh, Broadway, but I didn't necessarily think it was possible because I didn't see a lot of reflections of black women in theater. Of yeah. course, you have like Marley Searby and Diane McIntyre and Debbie Allen, um, but it, it was kind of like spread out and um, I didn't know if I, I had a chance. So mm. the fact that I am... Um, back again after my my first time is really amazing and then i just want to point out that the last black woman in this category was marlise year before rent and i think it's just wow. really interesting that everybody knows about rent but no one knows that a black, black female woman. choreographed it and was tony nominated for it mm-hmm. so um 23 years later you know i think it's just important for me to continue lifting her mm-hmm. and continue lifting the other uh sisters that are with me in other spaces um and also the people that are coming behind yeah that's amazing can I ask a question yeah go ahead um, I have a question about you were talking about like you didn't know that that was an avenue for you um, is there someone who reached out to you reached back to you like did someone see your work how did you get that you know first Broadway gig or were there other um, musical theater things that you were choreographing before that where you got some Broadway attention oh <laughs> or, yeah. yeah yeah so I started uh, <clears throat> so by the time I got to Once on this Island I had done maybe about 10 musicals or plays Uh, and I started in 2011 with Fortress of Solitude that uh, was eventually at the Public Theater in 2014 so um, so you know I've been I've been in the in it for a while you know and I it's funny because people are like you just got here I'm like no I have not just got here you know I've been I've been working for a minute you know definitely not as long as someone some other choreographers that have like 30 musicals and 40 musicals Mm -hmm. under their belt but you know it just it did not happen over night you know and, and I'm and I'm always clear about that and and it, it took time and patience and rejection you know I actually got dropped from the first agency that I was a part of because they were saying that my career wasn't going as far as they thought it would be and there's nothing they could do for me so you know there there were many instances that I have fallen um so I'm excited about the climb yeah you know yeah so that is amazing because you know people will try to discourage you when they don't see it they totally see vision. oh yeah and you said i already have a clear vision yeah. i need somebody to give me the opportunity mm-hmm. yeah. to be able to be in the space and be in the room to be able to create what it is that i know how to create yeah and it's beautiful to watch like Camille, i've been watching you since i've been here in the city it's only i've only been here for six years but um watching you uh develop pieces like fortress of solitude and choir boy and um, just seeing all the great things that people have to say about you and your energy every time I come in contact with you is so uh, serene and calming. That's because um, I'm tired. <laughs> I understand. But it's, it's really beautiful to, to, to watch and, and, and to uh, come in contact with you. And I'll be thinking, like, when I see the choreography, I think, like, how is her little self doing all, oh. <laughs> doing all this stuff? How is she teaching them how to do all this? <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you definitely have shown up and shown out. Thank you. What Thank was it like working on this particular production that you're nominated for, Choir Boy? Oh, I loved it. 
I'm, I mean, the, it, it was a little scary because I hadn't seen the play mm. before it opened. And I remember trying to go see it a couple of years ago when it was at Lincoln Center, but it sold out, so I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And then when Tripp asked me to choreograph uh, and put movement on the guys, the guys had already been cast. So I didn't know what their abilities yeah. were. So I was kind of walking in blind, like, well, I don't know, you know. <laughs> um, but when I heard them sing, we just started talking about the spirituals and kind of unpacking them and talking about what they meant and just it just came to me about South African gumboot and step and how it is a connection of community very much like what the play is talking about and using your body as a way of protest as a way of brotherhood so um we decided to go for it yeah yeah do you will we see any of your any of your work this year on the Tony Awards will we be able to see any of your choreography this year are they will there be a performance by choir board I don't know you don't know? Mm-mm. That sucks. Like, I mean, I really, I mean, I'm hoping that they yeah. would yeah, give us be something great. because yes. being able to see, especially when they trying. do the, I know they're trying. Yeah, when they yeah. do the the musical productions, the best musical gets to sure. perform. Yeah. Right. So we get to see some of that choreography, but yeah. every, you know, best choreographer doesn't get to showcase. And I just be feeling like we need more performances at the Tony Awards. I know. I think it's hard, too, because back in the day, they used to, I mean, and technically, choir boys, they play with music. Right. right? They and used so, to do the scenes. Yeah, like, not since, like, 2001, One, where they yeah. used to do plays, you yeah. know? And so that used to be a thing where they would do scenes from plays, and so... Yeah. I used to have the whole set piece. Exactly. Like, yeah. Turner, yeah. Like, it used to you know, be such yeah. a, a thing. Milo Davis had that one and a half oh minute monologue where she gave me that she snotted. I'm oh sure she, I knew she snotted. That was the beginning of, of the snot. <laughs> snot. Yeah, snot Viola. Yeah, that, that yeah. was that was the beginning of us getting the 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 memo. Um, but I just remember them doing that back in the day, and so they used to have plays along with musicals, and they yeah. haven't done it since then. So yeah. I'm sure that's probably the discrepancy. But I, I hope that they need to bring that. Yeah, back. I, I, I hope that they can for, for Choir Boy, especially because music and dance mm-hmm. is so and integral in the storytelling. Yeah. You know, Jason's getting a special right. Tony Award yeah. 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 for it's the just, music. Yeah. You know, like, it's so in, it's so integral, and and there, it's it's almost a musical. You know, yeah. Right. Um, and it would just be really cool to see your choreography. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's hard because the show is closed. <laughs> oh yeah. So sure. you know, when the nominations yeah, come out, everybody yeah. runs and sees the shows. But oh, you know, because true. it's closed, um, I'm not I'm not able to you know yeah. see show. <laughs> but right. um, but yeah, you know. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah I'm you very excited. Be. You should be. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you so much for being here. Oh, no, thank you. What? I'm, it's an honor being here. Girl, you are the honor. <laughs> you, Truth. you, We are honoring you today. Thank because you. Because of everything that you've done, and you have you have just persevered, and I've, I... It's just, I love stories like that. You know, like, we talk about Nguzi being in the industry for so many years. We talk mm. about you being in the industry mm. for so many years. And just now getting to be able to show a little bit of your light yeah. to the entire world. Yeah. Um, even though a lot of people have seen it for a long time, but just showing a little bit more. Yeah. You know, we get to show the masses. And that's just a beautiful thing. So we honor you today. We thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Eric Lockley. We got you in the building. Producer, actor extraordinary. Now, you've done a production of Choir Boy, didn't you? I did. Didn't I did. you do, like, the second production? I, it may have been the second one. I know that I am listed in the book. Yeah, uh, you know my name is in the book if you purchase the script. So yes, nice. I'm honored about that. Okay, <laughs> so I think it was nice. the second production. I was junior. Okay, which mm. I love junior. He's my favorite character. He's so. an ass, but you know. no. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know who Junior is, right? Am I wrong? Junior is like the silly best friend of Bobby. Bobby is the asshole. Bobby's like the bully. The boy from, um, or young man from oh, Nick Queen Ash. Sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that yeah. Part. Oh, okay, yeah. maybe I was confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby's what I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, Bobby's the asshole. Um, Junior's like the fun sidekick that then, like, kind of, well, I shouldn't even say kind of. To me, he saves the day. Like, he really helps out Ferris and, uh, well, people may not have seen it, but you know what I mean. He kind of stands up for Ferris and stands up for Ferris's right to be who he is mm-hmm. by 
Um, Basically, not snitching. Yeah, but not snitching. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just nice. Oh, can I say something? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you can interrupt. Like, we talk <laughs> yeah. over each other. Oh, you okay. ain't gotta, look, Camille is. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's so reserved. Can I, can I speak? <laughs> Come on. I was just going to say that it's just really nice to see black men on stage. Mm-hmm. And we also talked about, like, just the beginning of, like, vaudeville and blackface. And this is an opportunity to, for black men to, like, stand in their truth mm-hmm. and be unapologetic. And I think that. Is just something that I was extremely proud to be uh, a part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Complexity. I love it. So, Eric, t- talk, t- talk to us a little bit about you know what's been going on with you. You've just had a really successful year with Theater Movement Company. Just got an OB. Hey, I did the <laughs> Movement Theater Company. I, yeah. I, see, I told you I'm, I'm slightly like dyslexic. Nope. You know, I'm slight like my words just get jumbled sometimes. Just got to roll with me. Yeah, you know what the good. fuck I meant? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <I> <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But no, no. The funny thing is, for uh, as long as the Movement Theater Company has existed, whether it's a young black person or old person, whatever, it's like, oh, how's the uh, Theater Movement Company going? <laughs> You know, I mean, I get all that. My, my family, had to put how's that, that voice? company movement going? You know, all types of, how's the movement is going to the company going? You know, there's all types of stuff. So I'm not offended. I'm used to it yet. Yeah, so, yeah, the movement theater company. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I, yes. I, I'm grateful. We did just win an OB, hey, which was did. awesome and really uh as a company that's existed for 12 years and is intentional about being for us and by us uh, with four producers of color, it's great to get the recognition of more of the mainstream. Um, the, the show that we did, What to Send Up When It Goes Down, did really well, um, got Ben Brantley to admit he was a white man in his review, which was great because, you know, so many times people review uh, quote unquote black art and don't recognize their place in it or that it's not for them or mm-hmm. that they are coming at it from a very specific perspective and so it was great to see that this show made him acknowledge I'm a white man and this was my experience of this piece that was not written for me um, uh, so in the midst of all of that we've suddenly got a lot of wonderful recognition and we will have uh, production of what to send up when it goes down happening in DC at Woolly Mammoth and at uh, ART um, so I'm really really excited at ART in Boston so excited and this OB recognition is great it was wonderful to be in the midst of other OB winners that I know Heather Alicia Sims um, mm. uh, Jordan Cooper's um, it, they were they were there um who else who oh Stevie Walker Webb he wasn't there but but just to see other folks that I know and appreciate yeah. like get that and to uh, for all of us to and Didi um who won for her yeah. costumes um just yeah that energy was wonderful and a lot of people Antoinette Nwandu has worked with the movement theater company uh it's it's was great to see folks out there and getting recognition because too often in our industry it can be thankless you know so it's wonderful to be recognized you should yeah yeah you should feel wonderful because (laughs) because the obi awards uh really look into especially off off broadway uh, theater companies that are smaller yeah uh, that don't get a lot of recognition for and you guys have been doing this for years i remember when i first moved here look upon i talk about this all the time look upon our lowliness was one of my favorite shows um that you guys produced and it was like the first thing that i saw when i got here yeah um and so i've been following you guys for a long time you should be really honored and you should feel amazing because you guys are just going to do more and more great work and Mm -hmm. i know it and so i'm excited for you now you also be booking a lot of acting stuff too Uh uh-huh well uh (laughs) i'm 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 so grateful right now i i 
I am getting to truly be regular. a... Whoa, that, well, that, that's the next level. That's coming. That's coming. Knock on wood, my dude. Hallelujah. Um, but um, no, I have... I am a series regular on an off-Broadway show. Um, but I have an off-Broadway show called Date Me that I'm in that starts performances June 20th, and the contract is through... Uh, the fall, so it's guaranteed income for a time. Hallelujah. Okay, <laughs> and um, and then I have a web series that I co-wrote and that I'm in called Blacker. That's about a white man who gets a spell put on him that strangers see him as black. So my co-writer plays the white version, I play the black version, and it really looks at white privilege and what happens when it's taken away. Um, so that's going to festivals, and we're going to be filming things throughout the summer. But it's it won best web series at a couple of festivals thus far. So that it's a blessing to like as a writer and creator that is being recognized and then my acting I'm getting to act in date me show where the date me is a comedy with musical and improv so it's really testing all of my skill sets I have to be funny I have to dance I have to sing I have to do a lot of things we're in rehearsals right now that's why I sound like anxiety ridden about it Um, but yeah so it's it's been a a great moment it's a great moment for me I'm really want happily uh, blessed to be able to do a lot of things that I love and see success and see the fruits of my labor yeah 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 yeah, so you were. Uh, I mean, just run down your resume real quick. Luke Cage. Oh, I did. Yes, I was. I was. I was corner boy, corner boy, corner boy, and and Luke Cage, uh, <laughs> the famous corner. I'm sure everybody knows. Everybody's gonna run to their IMDb. <laughs> Look up corner boy. Luke Cage. Um, did that check clear? That hey, yes it did. And what's crazy is so they they did they filmed in Harlem and I live in Harlem, and. Uh, set where I was my trailer was I had a trailer blessed um, was like four blocks away from my apartment then we went to set it was on the same block as my apartment building. So it was like a 2 a.m. shoot, and at 3.45, I was like, all right, I'm just going to walk uh, 300 feet and just apartment. go into my apartment. Yeah, so it was nice, it. but yeah, so I was literally corner boy a cor- on the corner of my apartment. So it was <laughs> That's nice. what it worked out. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to list and mention? Um, no. No. Okay. That is. I. I am grateful. There were people when I started my career who were like, you know, you just got to pick one thing. You just got to pick one thing. And I was like, but I love all these things. I love to write. I love to act. And I love right. producing. And so I'm really. Um, I hope to that. Any success that I am getting is encouragement for other people who see themselves, have a vision for themselves as more than one thing. Because I think that's really important is we have skill sets, especially as storytellers, where we can tell stories in different ways and we can create dreamers. Like that's that's the thing I'm really passionate about. I'm, I'm passionate about creating dreamers. And I'm grateful that through the Movement Theater Company, I'm able to create more dreamers. And that as an individual, one of my dreams as an actor is to be able to act and to take on different characters. And I get to do that at the same time. So I just encourage folks that are multi-hyphenates like you can do it don't let people discourage you it may take some time it may take a lot of dedication wearing different hats but you can do it child I know that's right (laughs) I'm out here doing it all too (laughs) you are yes oh thank you (laughs) sorry I was checking you out while you was looking at uh, no I appreciate you I appreciate you you know because this this wig is becoming, <laughs> becoming much. There's <laughs> much going on. So, but no, thank you. Um, and Guzzy. What up? Hey, what up? <laughs> I miss you. I miss you. 
Uh, Guzzy doesn't want to do our show. Oh my Lanta. Uh-oh. We've invited in Guzzy to to come and you know be a permanent chair at the View. Uh-huh. <laughs> then we'll be to your star. Yeah, and and you I just like refuse. I don't refuse. I just don't live here anymore. Facts. <laughs> I, I mean, like, what, I, what is live? What is live? I mean, that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out myself. Like, <laughs> that's my. What is the, what is life? What what, what does that even mean? All live those, here. All those questions. I'm I'm in the middle of those. You know. But I'm here now. Yeah. Doesn't that matter? Yeah, I guess. You know, okay. So. You know, like me while I'm here, though. Like, okay. how about you appreciate me while I'm I, here? I am. I'm a, Where my flowers? Right. Where my flowers? I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, so y'all know, what the, y'all know what the deal is. And guzzy has been here several times before. Y'all know who she is. I write. But she moved to L.A. because she worked. So. Can we talk about that? Um... No. I don't think so. When are we going to be able to talk about it? When it's greenlit. You've been, oh, it's, it hasn't it's even been not greenlit? It's not greenlit yet. Well, how y'all doing on this work? Is the check clear? Yes. Is the check clear? I clear? literally got the checks today. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> I was crying. Don't all right. Here's the thing about being a writer, y'all. All y'all who get those beautiful, lucrative jobs, they take forever. So budget for late checks. Ugh. Wait, how are they going to be late on the check? Look, I ended that job a month ago. I literally got, I'm not joking, I got checks, all of them. Today. Oh, but no, this is like a big no. company. This is a big company, yes. So why are they late? Um, <laughs> well, I also think that, um, I, I can say it now because uh, it won't tell anything, but it's uh, owned by Disney, and Disney just recently bought Transition. up everybody. Yeah. They did. So it might have something to do with transitions. It might have something to do. I just also feel like that's actually just what happens. I was talking to a friend of mine, Rashad Ernesto <laughs> Green, director, and he directs a lot for TV, and I'm just kind of like, I ain't got no money. I, I budgeted to get my money a month late, not two and a half months late. But he's like, yeah, but like when you get it, it's gonna be like Christmas. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but not when like overdraft fees. <laughs> right? yeah. It's gonna be like, um, let me give that all to the to bank. Um, but it did, it did, it did come today, and I was, I was, yeah, I was happy. one. I, I was relieved because I, I was like, I don't. I was like, I hope these are here when I go back to LA. But see, okay, so like, yeah, yeah then, that's real. It's real in these streets, guys. It is real in these streets, but also I just want to address something that I think happens. A lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, checks are uh, like often late in this industry, mm-hmm. but it's only we only be talking about the black people with the late checks. Like we don't be talking about like the white folks that be paying us late. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand. And I be I be talking about it, mm-hmm. but the people want to act like I'm crazy because mm-hmm. I be talk, talking about these white folks. Like where is my money? Mm-hmm. Like I had a theater company just reached out to me this past week offering me services. I said, yeah, but I really don't want to part, partner with you until I get my check from last year, from October Ooh, 2018. Oh, that's a correct. Well, like, sure. I really don't have anything to say to you well, until sure. I get my check from, and it's only, you know, $400. But still. But I want my I want my money. Funny. from. You can do things with $400. To, but see, the thing is, I'm not about to hound you about it because yeah. you're going to want me to promote another one of your shows. Mm-hmm. So when you come back around, yeah. I have the itinerary and I have all the, the details of what is owed to me. The receipts, I've already you sent you two and three emails. <laughs> The mm. receipts have been printed, right? Yeah. The invoices are it's there. It's crazy. It's crazy. But see, this it's is crazy. a reputable company. That's why I don't get like, why are we not talking about you know what I'm saying those things that, that affect us? Those affect like we ain't got no money. Yeah, mm. you know what I'm saying we don't have you know uh, uh, we don't have no like investments right. and 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 other things stashed up in the savings. Everything go back into the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I need my money when I want my money. Like why are we not talking about that? You yeah. get paid late often, Eric? Um, no. Well, 
As an actor, I don't. As an actor, I right. don't. Like, the unions have been really good yeah. about that. And when you are paid late, there's a penalty fee, so you have to get paid right. more Ooh. if you're paid late. Ooh. So I remember I was getting, I was, I didn't have any residuals for the deuce. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this basic contract has residuals. So I just kept calling SAG. And they're like, we don't know. And I was like, can you find out? Because I did like six of, six of the eight episodes so I think there should be residuals yeah, right. and, and it right. aired two years ago and then like out of nowhere I got forced residual checks that were like double Good. what just yeah. because they, they were, hadn't paid, because they hadn't they, paid you. yeah and so SAG protects you on that I know equity protects you on that I'm just new to the WGA yeah so I, I you know yeah. they were like hey we need our initiation fee money I said I can't give you initiation fee because I, I have been paid, paid. Right. so technically I'm not in the union because no one's paid me so I I did all that for so you can go and chase them like do you guys chase them down do you want you know right. bothered my agents bothered um so what they do they what they say oh why they were late yeah there's no good reason why they're late i got my money but there's no good reason why they're late it's all like i didn't get my paperwork my finished paperwork until like the last week of work like work i thought i've hired all my paperwork it's crazy i did the same thing with abc signature for a pilot that i sold or for a, a pitch that i sold and it was just forms upon forms upon right. forms so it's usually someone in that production office who is in charge of those things and they're just backed up mm-hmm. so that's usually what it is so they're usually backed up and so you really have to account for not as a writer i've i've I've, even as a theater artist, as a writer, I cannot be, I cannot count on getting my advances mm-hmm. in advance. Right. <laughs> I literally was like, why is it called in advance if I'm getting it at the same time as my first day of rehearsal? <laughs> you know? Uh. And so I literally have to account for that because it's like something about fiscal year. And, and it's, it's usually just one person not on top of the thing that like really affects a bunch of people, which is a tragedy because in the, in the last two years, I only solely work as a as a as an artist or a performance right. artist. So, we need so I, right, like I don't yeah. have any other jobs. Right. So and I and I haven't done a Marvel movie, so I don't have like <laughs> I don't have money sitting in the bank. I'm like right. that can come whenever, like you know. Right. And I don't I don't have that yet, and so it's a it's a very Child. it's a very real issue, and yeah. and theaters are the same way. The theaters are just as guilty. And they well yeah. It, Yes, they're just as guilty, but yeah. I think it's even more so, like you said, with people that are not actors or yeah. Yeah. You know, not a part of a union. Like, working in marketing, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you're asking me to do all this right. stuff by a certain deadline because your show's about to open this and that, mm-hmm. but I have not received a check. Yeah. At all. <laughs> at all. You want me to put in a newsletter, but I don't have a, a, a new check. At, at all. <laughs> right. And you're like, right. what do you think facilitates my ability to, to, be do, able this. to do this? It's yeah. like, I, I remember very early when I like maybe produced uh, my first play, um, um, at Kirk Douglas, and I was like waiting for a check, and it was like, oh, can we? Because everyone's like, it was like everything was like reimbursement at that point, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't have money to buy the ticket to get there, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we can't do reimbursement. No reimbursement. Right. You have to, to pay, pay me, me right. for that because I literally I cannot afford to get to and yeah. fro, so I need that advance per diem. Actually, advance. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, and so it's it's real. And it's, it's, it's difficult real. conversations to and have. And it's embarrassing like, it's too, because I'm like, you, 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 I don't. You want me to do this work, but like, and then I feel weird asking for my money. Right, it's strange. I'm like, it's I'm, very strange. It's strange. It makes you just not want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like to the point where it's just like, okay, I just. I'm just not going to do this. Yeah. Proud. I'm just uh, not gonna this may this. be controversial. Well, it's not controversial. It's just a different perspective. But I, I will talk about from being uh, a producer. Right, from yeah, being sure. a producer. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the big things, especially as uh, the Movement Theater Company, who's all artists of color, committed to artists of color, um, with our most recent production, for the first time in our lives, because we wanted to pay the first time in our lives. <laughs> that was really dramatic. Um, <laughs> because we wanted to pay the actors well, 
we had a payroll. So we had about $9,000 that we had to pay every week. Mm. Now, ideally, capitalism, the patriarchy, white supremacy <laughs> would suggest we had all this money in the bank before we started rehearsals. We did not. And so Rent from to week to week, it was cash flow, like being like, how are we going to make this $9,000? And so... It, it, and for us, you know, the mission of the company and the mission of the, the the play and the purpose and the communities that we could touch mattered so much more than us being like, oh, we don't have, you know, $9,000 a week right now. You know what right. I mean? And so we were working really diligently to make sure that the actors, the stage managers were paid on time. And what I will say is what it meant is like some things were like, OK, can you wait a week? And we would have to ask other things, whether it was the the uh, the marketing, you know what I mean? And and it's hard because we don't want to, but we're hopeful that there'll be some understanding. And of course, everyone got paid; it all got worked out. But it was a it was a real test of mission versus ambition. Ambition, yeah, exactly. And Eric, I can totally yeah. get with that because as a producer, you know, yeah. in the same boat. I get that. Sometimes I have to let people know, like, hey, you're going to do this event for me, but I can't pay you until two weeks after because yeah. I have to make sure this company right. checks clear because I've worked with them before. Right. And, they and check it will take and a long... Like, yep. it'll take, mm-hmm. like, I have to make sure certain things right. put protections in for myself. I get that. But we're talking about people that have grants. Yeah, large, large amount, Like, yeah, large, yeah, large white institutions. institutions. Yeah, yeah, like... Yeah. I literally, I work for a theater company that I had to go through and look at my check and realize they were paying me $2 under Mm-mm. this entire year, even though my check was supposed to go up. They were paying Oof. me $2 under what I was actually supposed to be paying for the entire year. It's a, it's a mistake. Mm. You know, it's it's a, but they wasn't worried about it. Right. If you I, if to, I wouldn't have uh-huh. said anything or if I wouldn't have been on top of it, because I really wasn't looking at my checks. I sort of happened to pick up like five, six checks one day and I was like, oh, let me just open these. None of these dollar amounts per hour it's are not, right yeah. like and I don't even like being here so <laughs> so either y'all gonna give me my money today or I just won't be back right, like right, that's right. what yeah. I think You're right. but like I just don't understand that that mind frame where we will give and and you know these theater companies reputations aren't going under right, but if you would have so missed one week right exactly then, if you would have missed one week at the movement theater right, company right. if People I said it right yeah, yeah you said it right yes. okay <laughs> <laughs> you're good, you're good. <laughs> your, your reputation would have been oh movement theater company don't pay right right, right. they be late yeah. them niggas over there don't know how to act <laughs> like that's what it would have been yeah and I, and, and I find the same thing happens with, with my company with Broadway Black mm, if we make yeah. one mistake if we don't answer one email if we don't yeah. do one mm. post for this particular person person's production if we don't show up to this pr- one yeah, pr- there's no grace. they'll stop following the, yeah, you they'll the grace, talk about yeah. you in the streets they'll say oh well this person doesn't support mm-hmm. me and you know he's supposed to be broadway black but he doesn't support me mm-hmm. like we give all this leeway to playbill and broadway.com right. and where's the leeway for us yeah. as true. a people That's absolutely like we are struggling we don't have the social economic status to be able to uh fund all of these projects that we have so much passion for yeah but i think we forget that and even maybe sometimes i forget that myself with me you know because i'm such a hard critic because i'm so hard on myself i'm mm-hmm. hard on everybody else too um, but I think that we forget that, and I just want us to re- remind ourselves that we have to be allow each other more grace. Yeah, yeah uh, especially absolutely. in this industry, especially when we're creating and being uh, being open and vulnerable with ourselves. Mm. Um, that doesn't, you know. Now I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna stop critiquing your work. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm not saying yeah, that. Absolutely. I'm still gonna do that, but I'm going to allow more grace. Yeah. And so that's why I, I don't know where I went off on that tangent, but that's what no, I just felt. I felt tangent. that in my spirit. It was a good tangent. Um, yeah. So we are gonna move on. All right. You said everything you want to say, Jesse. I saw a bunch of plays. Oh, what'd you see? I saw. You, you always come back here just seeing every 
damn thing. It just fills my all heart. The I was homesick. You ain't asked me to go nowhere. <laughs> see, see, see how she do me, y'all. She asked me to go First nowhere. First of all, I know I'm gonna see you, but mm-hmm. okay, next time. Don't worry. I'm just learning lessons. I want to see the art too with you. Uh, okay. Well, I want to oh. see it with you. That's what I mean. I'm gonna see it, but I want to see it with you. Okay. With you. With you. With you. With you. Oh, yes, that's Chris yes. Brown. No, that's. Oh, uh, I can't get one. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Only, only time we're gonna see him ever again is in the musical of Rihanna's life. Right. Oh no. Yeah, he shouldn't be. Come here, you go She's just sighing over here, just rocking back and forth like an auntie, like ooh. I'm not saying nothing. Yeah. Into now, it. Camille told us before the show started she wasn't gonna she wasn't gonna put her opinion in. So she's still here, but she's, she's left spiritually for the more controversial statements. Mm. His new song, I'm so disappointed in Chris Brown. We are not. He doesn't do theater. He doesn't do theater. We can move on. Yeah, he ain't. Even though he should have been a scarecrow in the Wiz live. Oh, that would have been good. Like, that would have been yeah. everything. But, you uh, know. Yeah. Drugs. Oh, my gosh. Um, what did I see? What theater did I see? Okay, so I've been here for about three weeks. I saw White Noise, Ain't No Mo, Mo Octet, Much Ado, um, Ferryman, um, the B- Blacks or the Blacks? Is blacks. It blacks. Blicks. Blicks. Um, <laughs> that is. Blicks. Because they know A and Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. So okay. So, so what do so. you think about white noise? <laughs> that's literally what I thought about it. That's what I thought about it. That's what I thought about it. Wait, that was good. That's what that's I thought about it. That's Just it. a deep... Sigh. Okay. I had a head tilt. <laughs> I leaned in closer, hoping okay. to get something. Damn. I didn't. I don't feel like I. I'm just gonna be. I don't feel like I got anything mm. from the play. Because it wasn't for you. For me or not for me. This mm. is actually you know. It's neither uh, here or there. It's neither here nor there. But I honestly don't know what I was supposed to gain from the play. Whether it's whether I like it or not is almost irrelevant. But I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, but you know, sometimes you're like, I can garner this or I can garner that. Right. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That was my big thing. I don't know why. I have some hypotheses, mm-hmm. but um, that are not very important. But I, I just, I that's that's just my, that was my visceral thoughts when I sat mm-hmm. for three and hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. Mm. I did not know why. Mm. Um, yeah, that's yeah. all. I'm, that's all. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm going to offer yeah. um, as productively as I can that if I had been in the theater, I saw White Noise as well, and if I had been in the theater with a whole group of uh, 50 and under year old uh, black people, mm. I think it would have been a hilarious comedy. And we all would have been like, oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous. I can't stop laughing. I do not think that. Yeah? I do yeah. not think that. Because it was it was ridiculous uh, to me. And so, What was ridiculous about it? Because the show's over now, so people right, right, are right, right. still trying to figure out what's happening. Um, just some of the assertions about whether it was whether the assertions about this black man, who he was, his very being, and then the characters around him, and the idea that he would tolerate and deal with these characters around him was ridiculous. And so, 
I really, as, towards the middle, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be a comedy, but I'm saying it with a bunch of old white people and they don't realize it. Um, and so I was, I thought it was funny until I was like, oh, no, this is actually hurtful. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but I was not sure if that was because of the audience I was surrounded by. And I wondered if I was surrounded by other people who looked like me, if we could have laughed at it and be like, wow, look at how crazy this is, you know? I'm super curious. I tried to even listen to like some podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would just be super curious to hear from Susan Lurie about like why she wrote the play, what she wants to, what she wants, yeah. what she wants the play to say, what she wants the play to offer. Because that was, that was my big question. Like, I don't know, I don't quite know what the, I don't quite know why. I or mm. don't. I don't quite know what the play was supposed. To, I honestly don't know what the play was supposed to say. Mm. So that's the the big thing. And so to offer a play that that was such an intense premise. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we can also invite. You know, the assistant director wasn't uh, L. A. Williams on. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. on the show too? Um, yeah. But I think it'd be. I mean, you know, it's always worth it to hear from the the, yeah, the writer. Write it, yeah. You know. Um, so yeah. So that was sort of what I thought about that. So I ain't no mo uh, right after. Damn. <laughs> which was phenomenal, which is everything. Which is like, you know, for the culture. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's just a different experience when you literally have someone who is... The complete opposite. Yeah, who is writing literally with the intent for us right. to experience in a sort of like thoughtful way, but also a joyous way. Right. Um, and not many of us are doing that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So that was just, it was a very interesting thing to get that same experience within the same house. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah. So I'm like, that's just a really interesting experience. Um, uh, saw Blacks yesterday. Okay. I still haven't uh, seen that. I need to go see I can't that. Saw Blacks yesterday. Um, yeah. I have not cackled that loud in some time. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, and I, I, was, I saw it on Friday. Yes. So, yeah. I felt old. <laughs> I felt old, but I cackled and that's I had myself a good, but I felt old. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm oh, this, not. This I, I need to, next week. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. I need to. I need to go out more. I need oh, to. Gonna be I need so to. Mad at me. You know, you need to see it. I oh, know you have to see it. They were gonna be it. mad at yeah. me because I was supposed to work on this show, oh. and I got into a predicament right before, like right when they started rehearsals, mm. that I just fell out of working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was like, I'm done spending any more of my money. Mm. I am done. Mm just investing so much of myself. Yeah, you have to take um, care of yourself. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, yeah. I'm I'm good for a break, y'all. Right. I'm trying to get to a day where I don't need a break, mm. where I don't, where I can keep going regardless of what um, what life brings my way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just not there yet. Yeah. But I still want to see the show. And yeah. so, yeah. like, it's the last week I might have to go twice. Yeah, I think you would, I, I, well, I think you would, I think you would in, enjoy it. I know that I would. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm Because I've read the script yeah. already, so I'm sad that I didn't make it there, you know, before now. But it's just, you know, me first, shit. Yeah, yes, that's real. Yes. That's real. That's real. <laughs> um, yeah. I saw Strange Loop today. Oh, yeah. nice. It was the third preview for Strange Loop, right. and this is my... I mean, I've already been in love with this musical for ever and a day. Mm. Um, I've followed Michael Jackson with this show for a long time, um, but he's made some changes, mm-hmm. and it is beautiful to see it up on its feet. Um, it's beautiful to see uh, the black, you know, gay... Uh, a trans community come together and create a story that really I felt like um, I felt like represented all the voices in my head, all mm. the people that inspired me. I mean, it was so hilariously funny. It was so uplifting. It was heartbreaking at the same time. I mean, it dealt it deals with you know black parents uh, accepting you know their especially if you're dealing with black Christian parents mm. Um, mm. dealing with you know homosexuality and and um, you know, life choices and career decisions and, you know, how we as as black people may not understand 
our family members that get into the musical theater scene or into the theater scene at all. Um, it just addresses a lot of those things that come up when, you know, you're working as a black artist in yeah. theater. You know, the Tyler Perry. Like, why don't you audition for Tyler Perry? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that's, yes. Why is oh, that always a thing? Right, yes. My, I have aunts that have been like, you tried to reach out to Tyler Perry? Right. <laughs> no, have no. you called Tyler right. Perry? Like, like, I got his number. Camille, right? do you got Tyler Perry number? Oh, Camille, okay, so we're going to move on because I want to know what you're wearing. You know what you're wearing to the Tonys? No, I don't. Oh, yes, I actually do. It's you do? being made. Oh, cool. Okay, so you can't tell us what it looked like but can you get maybe give us a color or like something like just give us a piece of a hint of what it, what what you what you look like or what like the inspiration will be the sea the C. Hey, yeah. Yes. I okay. Right. I'm excited. I can't wait. <laughs> DR. C, the C and DR. The C and oh. DR. Yeah, it, yeah not far away. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a different That's a different shade. Okay. <laughs> far away. <laughs> that no, just took no me needles. out. Right. No needles. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the C and DR. No sewage. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the Tonys, y'all, happened in June 9th. Uh, Camille A. Brown is nominated for yes, Best Choreography is. for Choir Boy. This is, her, this is your second nomination, correct? No, my first. Wait, you weren't nominated for Once on the Sideline? Oh my God, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Who makes these decisions? Right. Like, I, I just, I've been sitting up here saying all this whole time, like, I just, oh, she, yeah, she was nominated last year, too. <laughs> I think I said that at the beginning of the show. You but did, I didn't. This is your that. first nomination? Yes. Hey. It just feels like you've been here before. No. Oh no. my God! I ain't been before. Uh-uh. I just maybe I just made you up there last. Like I just put you on the red carpet. <laughs> like I really, I just really felt like he was there. Well, I my did want to thank you because I was listening to your podcast last year and you did um, give me a shout out and say you should have been nominated. I, yes, yes, you did. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yes. You put him on blast last year I for not high. nominating yeah. her last yeah, year. Yes, but I th- but I thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Look, I don't look. I don't talk about shit I don't know. <laughs> like I may mess up the names, but I be knowing what the fuck I'm talking. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You're going to be Camille A. Brown, but... Okay, let me just go. Um, I, I want to mention Proof of Love, which I saw because I really enjoyed it. Chisa Hutchinson, uh, she wrote a solo show. Uh, oh, yeah, this was supposed to be with Susan Douglas, but now it's with... Brenda Presley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and Jade King Carroll directed it. I loved it. Mm. It, it was a 90 minutes solo show and you know solo shows can be tricky because sometimes it's like why are you up there talking to me for this long sure Mm -hmm. just stop but the arc that Chisa wrote and Brenda Presley's performance is so so great Um, the premise is uh, a woman her husband is in the hospital got into a car accident and kind of how it starts is she sees a certain message on his phone um, that's you know in a plastic bag and she's like oh (laughs) <laughs> and then she kind of goes in hard and deep and then you learn more about her their relationship their daughter um, but Chisa did such a great job at creating like a story that had unexpected twists and turns despite it just being one woman up there talking the whole time and Brenda get, gives such a great performance and Jade's direction is wonderful so I just wanted to shout that out because I really enjoyed that That's and it's uh, Proof of Love at the Manette, Manetta, Manetta Lane Manetta Theater. Lane. Yeah, yeah, Manetta yeah. Lane Theater. So, okay. Yeah. Can I That's give a up? shout out? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Come on here. Uh, Tony Stone by uh, Lydia Diamond. Oh, yes. yeah. Thanks for inviting me today. I gotta... Oh, yes. Please come. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, be for... I be forgetting and people be getting so mad at me because I don't be answering my emails. No, it's so... It's really <laughs> powerful. It's really... It's re... And I think it just speaks to visibility and visibility that black women have to deal with mm-hmm. all the yeah. time. And April she was Mathis, the... right? 
Yes. She's starting. Oh yes, yeah, she's yeah. Fun, she's brilliant. Diamond, I mean, Lydia all of them just switching it. in and flipping in and out of characters, mm. and Lydia's just like so in your face about everything, and just when it it comes to. I, I, it's funny because my friend asked me what is the role in a musical that you felt totally connected to and uh, when I saw the play a couple of days ago I thought oh it's Tony Stone because mm. it's about someone and I think we were talking about it earlier when you're told you can't do something yeah. and just because you know people tell you you can't because they don't see that mm-hmm. and then they, it happens and then they try something and they do it and it's just it speaks to the brilliance of like perseverance yes. of yes. black people so I'm just really proud to be a part of it. So if y'all could check it out, that would yeah. be great. Yeah. I want to yeah. say, and my boy, Jonathan Burke, is Oh, in yes, Jonathan, well. yes. yes. Also a choir boy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I got to check it out. Oh, man, such a small world. But it's like, yeah. I love that there are so many different types of black people working telling different types yes. of stories yeah. Yeah. Um, and being whole, being mm-hmm. full uh, and, and just our blackness and being okay with that and, and people are receiving it and we're supporting each other. Like, yeah. to hear the love today in Strange Loop mm-hmm. was also some delusion there but it was just beautiful. Um, delusion? Well, okay, so... <laughs> I didn't say it aloud, but I, I just saw my face. I was like, yeah, there was also that. some delusion there because the, the show is about, you know, black Christian family mm. and... and mm. Uh, being open with your family and all that sort of stuff. Like, just living... Okay, it's about a guy named Usher that is writing a musical about writing a musical. Yeah, mm. right. Um, so it's a musical within a musical within meta, a musical. Meta, meta, sure. meta. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's really great. But, like, the black people in there, we were, like, really living for, like, the points in that were referenced for us. Mm. Like, the Tyler Perry moments, like, where the family always tells you, like, why you ain't called Tyler Perry? <laughs> and, like, and there's, like, a whole song in there that say... Uh, one of the like one of the titles of the song is uh, who the fuck who the fuck are you nigga like who the fuck do you think you are nigga like something like that yeah but like to see the responses in the audience and and to to feel that energy was really great but then also there were like some older black women it's a Sunday matinee mm-hmm. so older black women and they're hearing him talk about or sing this gospel song and it's in the gospel chords and mm. it's like, but like if you really listen to it it's like well wait a minute now what are you yeah yeah what are you saying oh my god this is hilarious i can't believe you're saying this right. in a gospel format yeah. like these are gospel chords but like i don't know if she really understood that they like what they were saying sure. because she went into full worship oh she was okay. in the audience so like that music my, is effective yeah my mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. like it was almost like autopilot like she heard the music right. she heard the yeah. chords like she didn't necessarily was, hear what the, the she didn't hear the message she yeah. didn't hear the message yeah. Yeah. so she just started interesting. instant praise yeah yes god like uh-huh. in the middle like in the show and, and me, affirming yeah yeah like we were, and we were looking down in the corner like what is I don't think she thinks right. that says what it's saying yeah. I don't think she knows like but it was just so it was just it was really great it was really great to feel the energy and to mm. get different perspectives on the show I have to go see it more though. I think I'm probably gonna go see the show yeah, once I'm excited a week. to check it out um, because it's like you once can miss week? So, oh god there's so much that's like great. there is so much and like mm. with the laughter you're bound to miss mm, jokes yeah, you're bound right. to miss lines mm. like it's so much happening. It's it's absolutely crazy. And Larry Owens, who we've had on the show, yes. before, oh. love Larry. He love Larry. Is, Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. Larry we did a show is, together yes. with Larry. Yes, we all we got to play together with Larry. Larry yeah. is singing in yes. this show. Oh, his voice like, is beautiful. Yes. He is singing. Yeah. Like he's Larry a lead. Yeah, has, he's yeah, the, he's the lead, and he amazing. does not pretty much does not leave the oh, stage. Awesome. Um, but there are moments in this show, and the music is so beautiful. The chords are just right, and like some of those melodies that he's singing, he's in the pocket. Larry has a way of hitting the note right in the middle of of 
of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Like he's right in the 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 pocket. Like, and it's I I love singers like that. Like mm-hmm. you know, some singers think that because they they can't riff and run. And you know, Larry talks about this how he's not like a riffer or a uh-huh. runner, but like he has so much power mm-hmm. um, and in his voice yes. and range mm-hmm. and and just technique. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to like everybody can't sit in the middle of a pitch. Mm-hmm. And that's very hard to do. So, you know, people waver like they other things, but like to be able to sit in the middle of a pitch is a gift, and Larry has it. Amen. Right. And it was really beautiful to watch him really tell the story full force alive on stage. Sing uh seeing a big heavy set black gay man mm. love and cry and yell and scream on a stage we don't ever see right. that yeah. like when have we ever seen right never, never. like I, I, I can't even think of a time where we where that would even be yeah. the case yeah. like yeah. um and this show brings you that and it brings you several different variations of what it means to be a part of the LGBTQI mm. community um as a black person and it's like I like I could literally see all of these voices in my head like all of these characters in my head because they're saying the same things that my friends would say or they're saying the same things that I say in my head like it was just it was just it was wonderful um yeah and I'm just like I can't wait to go back and so it was a strange loop (laughs) a strange loop yeah that's beautiful (laughs) um you said what Oh, Black Theater Night is Thursday, May 30th. Is that May 30th? Yeah, May 30th. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, get on over to Playwrights Horizon. And, you know, I don't talk about a show unless I really love it. Um, and I'm sorry, MCC, I haven't seen Black shit. I'm sure I'm going to talk about that, too, even though y'all going to close next week. <laughs> um, so make sure you get there to see that. Oh, Much Ado. Much Ado, Free Shakespeare in the Park. It's black as, it's black as hell. It's, it it's is black, black as hell. It's black as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a um, fun time. So get on over to see that. Like, it's like, Camille. Wow. Yeah. Did you work on that? I did. Boom. You did? Yes. See, She's everywhere. She's everywhere. So you worked on Much Ado. What you do on Much Ado? Oh, the choreo of the transition. Okay, got you, got you. She did the sound design, actually. <laughs> listen. She's Look, like, listen. I can Okay. Costume. I know I, I can. <laughs> yes. All right, all right. So I think we uh, we got it all out, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we got it all out. Oh, I did go see Carolina Change at... I heard look, that's what LaDonna starring in. Yeah. How was it? <laughs> See, why like, you mentioned it? You're just gonna be. Um, no, no, no. I, you know, Carolina Change is my absolute all time mm. favorite musical. So I'm yeah. very particular about um, that. I'm very mm. particular about. Carolina Change, Dream Girl. So if I see those productions, I'm I'm like analytical. Got it. Ready. Um, this was uh, um, it was a. I commend, um, I commend the Astoria Performing Arts Center. Um, they have really gone out of the box with their programming and figuring out what shows they can do. Yeah. Um, there was some really great talent being incubated in this production. Yeah. I would say um, that several of the cast members were, you know, non equity, mm-hmm. um, and they were. I will say the musical direction was on point. Yeah. The music is really hard. Yeah. Carolina yeah. changes an opera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are so many different dissonance and and minors mm-hmm. and so many yeah. just crazy chords yeah. that you can lose it at the drop of a hat so and true. be out of the pocket and and just it will go awry. Yeah. These this cast was consistent in staying in the pocket with the chords, with the songs, telling the story. Um, you know, and and they didn't have all of the the big budget. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's difficult to hear yeah, because there's no everybody's not mic'd. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's difficult to catch certain parts of the story or some some of those harmonies that that I really love. Mm. Um, Ladonna was great. Yeah. Um, she 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 was great. 
Yes. I'm just going to say, was anyone sitting in the pitch, like sitting in the middle of the pitch? No. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I learned that from you, you know, sitting in the middle there of the pitch. There was not that one. That show also was very hard. It is. That's it is. Show, that it show is, is, is very difficult. It's, yeah. It's yeah. not a... No, it's like flat, flat. Right, it's like and then also flat. there are like there are parts. There, there are, Man, it's, it's a, a very hard show, show. Yeah. and there are, there are roles and tracks in that show that you have to be legit. Like mm-hmm. you have to be legit voice. You have mm-hmm. to be able to have a chest voice. You have to be able to have like a great mix mm-hmm. to be able to hit those notes and really give us the power that they deserve. There was nobody in the show had a mix, mm-hmm. like a, a mixed voice to be able to do those certain things. So yeah. a lot of things were falsettoed. Um, it was just you know they they. Uh, it was great for what it was, you know. It was great for what it was, yeah. and they did the best that they, the with the with the um, the tools that they had. Yeah. And I'm very proud of it. I was, I did not. I wouldn't say I. I was like, oh, this is horrible. I wouldn't say it was horrible. Right. I wouldn't say I didn't like it because I did enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I just am a theater snob, and I've seen a lot of people yeah. with a lot of money do a lot of theater. You're right. And so when you're used to that sort of thing, going to a production, where people all they mostly of what they are giving is heart and passion yeah, yeah. instead of costumes and scenery. Um, you just sort of have to, and that's grace. I was about to say it. Yeah. That's <laughs> just, just sort of learning. Can we give them right. grace? Yeah, right. grace. That's what I'm, you know, giving them grace. <laughs> yeah. And and um, the musical direction was on point. Like, mm. that's what I can say. I said, I know that this musical director worked so hard yeah. mm. to get these people to where they're at now because they were hitting it. Mm. They, they didn't miss cues. They didn't drop cues. They, yeah. you know, the notes may not have always been there, yeah. but they were trugging along. They were in it, and they told the story, mm. and we got it. And, yeah. and real fast, I just want to, because we talked about Grace, and I just want to say, in this age of social media, really, as an audience, applause is our thank you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, applause is saying, thank you, thank you. We respect the work that you did. Mm-hmm. But in this age of social media and all this kind of stuff, people have expectations about, well, you got to, you, you didn't post, or you didn't blah, 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 you didn't shout us out, you didn't, and it's like, that becomes really obligatory and mm-hmm. exhausting, you know? As Especially, you know, within the theater community, you got friends that are right. in this show and that show. And like, I came, I saw it, I clapped. If you ain't post, it didn't happen. Uh, and see, that that gets like you exhausting. You ain't come if you ain't post. Right, right, if you ain't post. Like, you ain't tagged me, so how do you right, support right, me? How Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah, all that shit. Child, it's like, that's too I, much. I can't tell you how many times I didn't cuss people out about right. it. Right. Like, oh, I, re- I, re- I release all those things. Yeah, I mean, which is important because like, <laughs> sometimes I that. feel like, look, I, I came, I saw, I, I released that. Clapped, like, and niggas, when I y'all gonna you. learn that I'm gonna do what I wanna do when I wanna do right. it? Right. They like, do what they wanna do. That's, right. the, that's the other part. Everyone's but gonna do ego. what they wanna do. It's ego, but it's also insecurity. Right. You know, right. like at the end of the day, we're artists and, you know, we're sensitive. And we're sensitive about our shit and we want people to shout from the rooftops like other shows are shot from the rooftops right yeah, there are yeah. shows that people that no matter what get love there are people with publicists mm-hmm. you know but not everybody got a publicist right, not everybody right. got whatever and so I, I I I understand that completely I remember like even just having a very uh, honest conversation with a friend this week about award season and not being included in award season mm-hmm. as a writer and as an actor and and how you can let that ruin Wait, the work didn't you... get any acknowledgement. No, 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 no acknowledgement for the for award season, mm. and how that can m- almost negate the good work that we did in October, and November. You know how yeah. that can make you feel some type of way, right. but but you have to go. Oh no, I we did good work. Yes, yes. I know we did good work at that time. We were doing great work. We were getting beautiful responses, and it's it's easy to because we didn't we don't get the shout out. We don't mm-hmm. get the we don't get the extra accolades around the award season yeah. to to almost. You'll, it Negate almost what negates you, yeah. what you did that you know was good, good you right, know? Yeah. Yeah, and so, so 
you know, I understand the, oh, you didn't post, but it's also like, you still did good, though. You still did yes, this great yeah. show. Yeah, I didn't stay, and I had to go do something after the play. I couldn't stay and, I couldn't stay and go, you know, but I came, and I, and, I, and I thought it was wonderful. Or maybe I came, and I didn't like it, but I came. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, you know, anyone coming, and, and, you know, and, and it could also negate what an audience member got from it just because I didn't get a nomination. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, right. I remember having that conversation. We were sitting in front of the steps a week or so ago at the public and I was talking about it and I wasn't complaining about it, but I was feeling some type of way because I'm sensitive and yeah. I just want to be honest about that and uh, be, keep it funky and was talking about how it hurt a little bit and literally as I'm talking, because God is real, mm. this little like... 20 year old African girl comes to me excuse me are you are you in Kazi I was like yeah oh, I saw your plays this last year and I'm kind of fangirling and and, oh, and, and, and like yes. just like and like me and Michael R. Jackson is watching her I'm, I'm like I'm trying not I'm like I'm not I'm like oh okay nice, you know, do you want right. a hug no okay. and then she just ran away uh, and it was just one of those things like of course like yes. that's actually why I'm doing mm-hmm. what I do yeah. yes. that, like and so for us just a little shout out for us to remind that we're doing it for them for the audience for yeah. the people who come and see it and and are open to receiving whatever it is that you put out there yeah you know um and that the awards and all those things are they're great they're wonderful they're they're economically good for you right um but you did good work before and yes. after right you, yep. you did good work after you, whether you won or not yeah <laughs> you have to validate yes. your work before you allow people the space and the power to validate it for you yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. have you found that to be difficult for yourself mm-hmm. in your journey absolutely yeah, yeah because I mean, I'm working within with I have my own company, and I'm working with Africa within the African diaspora, which is there's a hierarchy. There's the European aesthetic that mm-hmm. is lifted up more. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know that I'm I'm going against what what <clears throat> people base as like valuable or you know elite, but I just have to if I have my community and my community believes in what I'm doing, if I believe in what I'm doing, it's the same thing. It's like you, you're, you're speaking to, you, you don't know who you're touching. Right. Just like that, that young black girl, it's like she, you, she saw a reflection and we have to believe that even though we may feel invisible at times, we are definitely visible for the people that need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm, I love that. All right. We're going right. to move along. Let's move along. It's time for, you want to do it? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it's time for. Oh, <laughs> I shed what I shed. Okay, <laughs> I was ready. I was ready, and I have not heard sound effects thus far. Like, that were, like, do I? Have to, <laughs> you don't hear them to after. Oh, oh. he edits Look. in. <laughs> I was like, have we not have had sound effects worthy moments? He goes back and adds it all. He adds it one. Oh, you don't have to do anything. Okay. But. I was ready. <laughs> I shed what I shed. Whatever. Okay. okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you know about to... Chris is dying. Chris is like, you leave that to me. You, you leave that to me, young gun. Because you know that's how I be saying it. Right. <laughs> I'm so mad. But go ahead. That you was like a little Drew and a little moment. Sean Connery. It's time for... I shed what I shed. <laughs> that was the Sammy Davis Jr. version. <laughs> I shed what I shed, see? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, here we go, y'all. Oh, y'all not going to get this, but I think y'all will. Well, may, well I don't know. Smokey Joe's Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I was supposed to be doing. I was supposed to be doing a musical, wasn't I? I yeah, yeah but you got to play. I already got to play. Okay. All right. All right. Um, maybe next week. Here's hoping. <laughs> you was really hoping, wasn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't, maybe, mm, do I want to do that? I have no idea what you're doing, so we'll see. Um, I might, I might, I guess I could, I guess I could do that. 
this is almost a musical right now already. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Let me see here. If I got... Okay, now I'm going to stick with what I got. Okay, here we go. Fast asleep, leaving me behind to revel in the deepness of your sweetness for hours on end. And as I watch you dream, it seems in between your last breath and the next one you'll breathe. Though swallow, though shallow spoke volumes and something beautiful occurs to me. I'm not sure if it was something you didn't say or how loud you didn't say it, but as I lay here next to you from 2.15 to 5.30 a.m., I realize you are my favorite poem. Awestruck, I listen to your every peaceful breath and fall deeper in love, transported to a place where other poems go on vacation after being written all over your face. I watch you closely, hoping to understand your wildest dreams and hidden meanings. I study your every dimple, eyelash, freckle, curve, noun, adjective, past participle, verb. I kiss your ellipses or prepositional phrase when the moon finds boldness as daylight fades and you close your eyes for the night. And since you are my favorite poem, I have no problem wrapping you tightly in a melody. Use your heart as the bass line and silently sing to you all night long a song so beautiful God would uncreate music so no one else could ever sing you again. My God, you are my favorite poem. Did you know I love it when you toss and turn? I love when you toss and turn into metaphors that complement the contour of your shape. From your hips to your eyes to your lips to your thighs, you're breathing easily in sync with the way the world turns. You breathe subtle haiku-like breaths influenced only by the things you dream. Your every line complements your every... Your every whispered simile like the moonlight complements the royalty in your complexion as if it were custom made for my eyes only to enjoy. Amazingly, it, it amazes me how the presence of your supple essence is too much poetry for me to absorb in one night of watching you. So I kiss you when you're sleeping with the hopes of giving you back your sweetest, your sweet dopeness so not even a single syllable of your poem is wasted on Dawn's arrival. Even a lifetime of open mics, private readings, and poetry sites cannot contain you when you sleep like poetry. Effortlessly, you are my favorite poem and I didn't even write you. Wow, I have no idea. I have feelings right now. <laughs> wow, that was beautiful. That was really I'd beautiful. I'd like to know the playwright. Yeah. Um, but you I do don't know. know. Oh! Is it Donye? Mm-hmm. It's a very poetic And I think playwright. I said dopeness instead of deepness at the end. But, but it was deepness? Uh, it was deepness oh. instead of dopeness. I honestly have uh, So I will ask this. Is it a... Uh, was the perspective that we were hearing a male and were they speaking to a female? Now you're asking a lot of deep questions. <laughs> um, it was from, a male speaking. Okay. It's from, for color boys who never knew <laughs> the streets were hard when yesterday's were today's tomorrow's. <laughs> By somebody from the 1990s. <laughs> I can't. That's wrong. I, I have no idea. You know this, you know this person. Um, Marcus Gardley. No. I'm trying to think of poetic. Is it a woman or a man? It's a male playwright. Yeah. Um, I'm just. Have I seen the play? That's what I'm just trying oh, to say. You might not have seen it. Oh, B Boy Blues. Is it? Is it Lee? It is Lee. It's Lee. Okay, it's Lee Edward Colson, and it was. 
that's not fair. Um, uh, 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 my first deep breath. The first, first, deep, breath. first, the first, first deep, deep breath. The first deep breath. Yes! Nice, 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 nice. You got it! That's not I'm fair. A, I'm a deep. You want to know why that's not fair? Right. Because well, the play has not had a world premiere. <laughs> I mean, it will in Chicago. <laughs> It did, so do you know? It had a little workshop production. I was in it. Yes. <laughs> that's beautiful. I was like, good. you give me a play that did not have a world premiere. You set us up for failure. I still won. You still won. And you still yes. won. Yes. Yes. You still won. <laughs> that's how good you still. is. <laughs> yes. And that was Lee, Lee uh, Colson. Um, Lee Colson's play, The First Deep Breath. Yeah. Um, because that was the only play I had in my phone that like. I could that's also what read. I thought. I was like, who's play does he have in his phone? Right. And then, like, and then when you corrected dopeness, and you were like, I, it was actually supposed to be deep. deep. Right. I should have. I Once it thought. said First dopeness, deep. I was like, oh, it's contemporary. Right. Because I, yeah. Right. Yeah, and then that's, that's why I said B-Boy Lee, Blues. That was gorgeous. B-Boy Blues. <laughs> Lee, that was so gorgeous. Um, yes, it's getting okay, its world premiere it in, is, Chicago. in Chicago next goodness. season. It's actually going to be like, well, I guess this fall season, so it's next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like the fall is here now. Like, it's I mean, it's almost. summer, but like. Oh, practically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, y'all got it. Yeah, thanks, and guys. This is why this is why you need to come and just be on the show. I don't understand. When I'm, whenever I'm here, I will text you. Okay. Okay, and we'll see a play together. That's what I've learned. Those are my assignments. Yes, yes. Because if if I don't if I don't invite you on the show, I don't see you when you come in the city. That might that might be true. And I don't. But we saw each other. We saw we we got down at the ain't no mo. Closing night party. Oh, we did. Okay. We got down. We got in. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna let you live. I'm gonna let you. You know. Um. Uh, what else was okay? So we gonna move on. Okay. I want to go into hot topics, but I really don't. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> what are hot topics? Can you like like we can do um? No, lightning ain't round, like, I'm like no, ain't nothing like really like pressing come where I have to like talk about it this week. Um, that I'm looking at them like nothing really. Um, popped off in black theater news. Um, it was something that I was gonna talk about, but I was unsure if I wanted to talk about it because mm. I felt like. Um, I wasn't sure if like the family was ready to talk about that business yet. Mm. Oh wow! Um, That's real. So I might, I yeah, might hold wait, off on wait that. It out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I um, I could throw out something real fast. Go that ahead. Maybe what happened this week? Become a, a well. So I started rehearsals where I'm the only black person Ooh, in the room. So no I, know, I think all of us may have had experiences where we are the token black mm-hmm. in the room. And I think it's really an interesting um, experience because you're either, you're simultaneously representing all your people mm-hmm. and at the same time trying to be the most whole, perfect you that you can be and also trying not to do any of that. You know what I mean? You're also trying to just be like, I'm I'm in process, so I'm still figuring shit out. Yeah. And um, it's been interesting uh, especially as a person that is a producer and a writer trying to challenge even um, the folks in the room to consider the perspectives of people of color. Um, because this is a comedy and there's some things that are a little controversial that make me a little... Eh. Um, so I, I'm just throwing that out there to say, to say, does anybody want to talk about their experiences or ways that they've navigated being the only black person in the room and things that they can share that it might encourage people or experiences that may be a little frustrating that they've had. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've been the only uh, black person in the room. Um, and I, what I've found, now that I'm like working in TV, I, I, I that tends to happen a little bit more now. Mm. Um, but what I've 
at least learned is to what I've learned in this time of curating rooms where there are mostly black people or where my leaders are mostly black is that I've learned to speak up for myself now that I walk into rooms that happen to be mostly white Mm -hmm. or when the boss is white or the executive is white whatever is that I'm actually but because I've sort of like you know you're a multi-hyphen so you get Mm -hmm. to be in charge of some of your rooms as well but because I've sort of powered myself with black people I can now walk into white spaces and feel free to call them out. Yes. It doesn't have to be disrespectful. You can right. go, hey, did you see this? Or hey, this doesn't really, you know, and quite frankly, they like it. Like, yeah. you know, that's actually, you know, it's the, and it's, it, I understand the fearfulness of like wanting to be quiet, wanting to keep your job, but there's, there's, there's a, there's a way to bring it up because yeah. it's, it, it will kill you to not bring it up. Mm-hmm. It really will yes. kill you to not bring it up. And so, um, it doesn't mean it'll get solved, right? right. <laughs> you know, um, but that's what I've sort of learned in spaces where I'm like, um, I don't think that you're seeing this from. I, I think, you know, I remember, I'm, uh, I remember one very distinct thing. I was in, um, I was doing a play reading for a play at Ars Nova, and um, it, and it was this like interest. It was a cool play, um, and there was a part where you know they say the word nigger, you know, mm-hmm. and the director was white and the playwright was white. And the actors were black, and it was like a slave scene, and it was like a moment of like, oh and there was like a whipping scene, and it's a, and it's but it's a it's a stage reading, mm-hmm. and in that stage reading, and they kept and there was a week of rehearsal, and they kept skipping over the scene. Mm. Now everyone's read the play. We, right. we, we know, you know it's there. So we know it's there. <laughs> right. The actresses know that it's that it's gonna happen. Also, it's a reading, so it's not like no one's actually getting. Yeah. But still, it's hard, right? Yeah. And we got to Friday, and they had still skipped over that scene, and we're, and you know the actress kind of like it, we, it's okay. And I literally had to raise my hand and go, um, I think white fragility is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you wrote the scene, we're just gonna have to figure out how to do the scene. Yeah. But if I did not say that, they would have almost like just, but because there was there was like a tizzy of like white fragility and whiteness happening. Mm-hmm. And these, and I'm actually very cool now with these two, with his director and writer. After mm-hmm. that, before I was like, oh, they're gonna hire me for nothing because I just because the black people turned to me and went. She just said, I think white fragility is happening. <laughs> right. Because they're like, in all my, in all my years. <laughs> I've never. I've never. <laughs> just highfalutin. And I was as surprised it was coming out of my mouth as well. I was like, ooh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um, after that, you know, I was invited into many rooms from that director mm-hmm. because yeah. I am someone who, now I'm not trying to give nobody lesson plans, mm-hmm. but because I'm not afraid to speak of up. And I and I and I'm lucky enough that I, you know maybe Libra superpowers I can navigate situations go uh no you know mm-hmm. and not yeah, and I find that you have a, a a way of saying things that makes people comfortable that they also listen to that they also listen it. you know and yeah. so and I can also maybe navigate another black person in the room who is you know because that can be really traumatic for another person right. yeah. and I'm sort of used to it now you know so that's sort of been my sort of experience is learning because I'm like ultimately about well how do we fix the problem yes mm-hmm. yes and I've gone through it enough that I'm not necessarily super in my feelings about it mm-hmm. but it's hard because that can be those missteps those little microaggressions can be really traumatic yes. where you can be completely shut down yeah. and it can really kind of change the way you walk into a room after that mm-hmm. but it's like if there's something to tell those black actors it's like you're going to be in many rooms you know some led by black people some not, not. Yeah. some written by black people are and not led still, by black people yeah, right, right? Mm-hmm. and so you're going to really have to figure out how to fortify yourself and your blackness yes. in that room and also move the play yes. so it's right. also about 
It's, it's also not about you. Right. Right. It's not about not. It's about serving the work and yes. serving this yeah. play. Because I've also been in rooms where black actors have been disrespectful to black leaders because mm-hmm. they're not used to being le- they're not used, used to, being to being led, led by, by people who look like them. And they're also nitpicking and trying to find any mm-hmm. old thing to say about why this black person shouldn't be leading or why black people shouldn't Ugh. be leading. Like you know. So sometimes we are not always the most gracious in our in these mm. in, in situations as well. And I've had yeah. to and I've had hard times navigating that as and, a, as a and I've even you know witnessed black women leading the room and how people take the liberty to Ooh. to try and to overstep Look. and to you comment and to mm. uh, just black people give their own microaggressions <laughs> to black women mm. in powerful positions. It's like, what made you think that you could try me mm. on today when mm. you know that if I was Warren Carlyle, <laughs> you would have been quiet. Was, you been quiet. Yeah, you wouldn't have, you would have never said anything. Mm. If I was Sergio, mm-hmm. you would have never said anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. who? Who do you think I am right now? But because I'm a black woman, I have to even ch- calm myself down right. and and figure out another way to go about this because I can't do what Sergio and what Warren Carlo, I can't do what you Or know, you other... can do, but they're not used to that. They're not used to leader- leadership looking like that. Right. Right. So they feel really comfortable to challenge that yes. leadership and not in a productive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, so if, if I'm a leader and I'm in front of the room, it's it's I want you to feel comfortable so that we can collaborate, mm-hmm. that you can talk to me and go, hey, I was thinking this, but not why are you doing that? Right. Because right. I'm like, you would never say that to Neil Pepe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would never speak like that. But the fact that you feel comfortable with me and you just are shutting down or why would you like why would you do that right. I'm like I've just never heard that statement ever be productive in any room right. in any right. argument mm-hmm. anywhere mm-hmm. you know yeah. and so and that's someone's trauma looking back at you that they don't know how to handle mm-hmm. having the reflection in a leadership position mm-hmm. it's uh, I, I mean I'm, I'm totally with you because it's extremely hurtful to mm-hmm. see that and, and I had a, a experience where I just thought I was really disrespected for no reason mm-hmm. and um it, I I tried to address it and just you know the thing you you think well, if I was such and such would you really be doing that I think not yeah. I think not you know and you don't know if it's because you're black because you're a woman mm. because I look young because I have a small voice mm. you know it could be different, different things, things but the yeah. fact that people will like you said place their microaggressions on you but then also try to do it in front of other people mm. so it's almost yeah. becomes like this thing of where they try yeah. to shame you mm-hmm. yeah. um, I just think like where they're trying to show other it's people so that unnecessary you that you don't know what you're doing right mm-hmm. like child boo yeah <laughs> I just I just let the last the last time that happened I just let them talk and themselves into being wrong right 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 right. Yeah. they know? just kept going they just kept like, going well, you, ain't, you don't and, actually and, have a point and yeah. you could talk yourself into being fired right you talk yourself into us never working yeah. together again yeah. Yeah. I've you seen know? that too like yeah. you, well, we, well you are not fired on this project but like in the back of everybody's head in the room right they're like yeah. never again nobody's ever working with you again like And I get that a lot, just traveling, being a director with my own company and Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, there are a lot of things that you see and you think, I don't think you would do that Mm -hmm. to someone else. You know, you're so quick to. And and I think it also speaks to us always having to be aware at all times and Mm -hmm. having like my my work has to be on point every time Mm. there is there. The margin of error is very small. Yeah. You know, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's deep. It is deep. deep. Okay, so we're gonna move right on. So we're gonna skip the hot topics this yeah. week. I will <laughs> do some, do it later, because um, ain't nothing like really pop off like that. But I did want to go into this listener letter. Which mm. We have a listener letter this week. So now it's time for 
That was creepy. That was a little... <laughs> well, I didn't like it. No, no, Okay, we'll just keep you on the other one. <laughs> right. right, right. Yeah. Um, so this says, uh, this is from, let me make sure I can read their names. Or their name. So I'll just say, uh, okay. Um, this is from Corey. Corey says, Hi, Donye, Drew, and Amber. First off, I love the show, and I've been an avid listener for three years. I started listening when I was a junior in high school, and now I'm a junior in college. The work you guys do is so important and has been a joy watching the podcast grow over the years. Woo, child. Well, I think that might be saying Woo Chile, but um, I'm a junior majoring in multimedia journalism and minoring in theater at APWI. Mm. Though I am though I am only minoring, I am very heavily involved in my school's theater department. It is a medium-sized department with an almost entirely white faculty, minus our dance professor and a few adjuncts. Um, context. Over the past year, there have been multiple uh, a multitude of incidents where our professors have said or done things that were blatantly prom- problematic. One professor joked about hanging the black girl in our production of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. What? I'm aghast. <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> joked about hanging? What? Hold on. <laughs> um, and I'm going to tell you the name of the school at uh, off, off air because it's okay. listed in the email, but they don't want me to say the name okay. of the institution. But um, I'm flabbergasted. One professor joked about hanging the black girl in our production of Frankenstein. I heard the apology pizza was cold. Um, another has a habit of touching black hair without asking, even going so far to comment under a student's Instagram picture. No. Whose hair is that? Uh uh-uh. uh. That student wore a wig. This another has a habit of touching black hair without asking, even going so far to comment under a student's Instagram picture. Whose hair is that? (laughs) When the student wore a wig. That is so disrespectful. This is truly laughing to to keep from crying. It's it's just wrong. I don't know. There's more, y'all. No. Another told me that if our student theater group were to do A Raisin in the Sun and For Color Girls in the same year, we would have to do colorblind casting. This is coming from a university that has never done a play by a black playwright. Another said that if black the black students are complaining about things not being up to par, we should leave. Uh-uh. Ooh, no. Chile! Oh, this is gosh. too much. Okay, that's just the context. Chile, okay? you might have to put your school right. on blast, but go ahead. So right. we, we definitely might have to put the school on blast. It's um, Chile's decision, but but you yeah, let us know. I'm, I mean, I'm a yeah, I'm a definitely like wow. reach back out to need to tell us if we can we got to talk about this school. wow that's crazy um and maybe it just maybe if i take out name altogether so we just bleep out name i didn't say it so many times yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah okay and so that's all crazy. of this on top of the usual mixing of names and under this usually mixing up of names yeah. and uh, underestimation of our abilities as students of color. There aren't a lot of us, but we are tight knit and I'm the only one speaking out against this stuff. The others are performance majors and can't afford to lose their reputations with the professors <sighs> who also cast us in the main stage shows. Whenever I have called the incidents, I called the incidents out for being problematic. I've been called disruptive, hard to work with, and uh, destructive. I get told that my white professors are fighting that mysterious good fight they love to bring up whenever they cast a black lead or talk about that one August Wilson show that they saw years ago and liked. I have left a bad taste in all of my professors' mouths. 
uh, as being that Negro that always causes problems. My question is, nothing ever seems to change, and being the only one to constantly speak up has left me feeling like the first verse of Take Me to the King. Wow. I'm currently on summer break, and I'm slated to direct for Colored Girls in the fall. How do I make sure that I come back free of all the negative energy from last year's bullshit, and how do I continue to navigate through this department for at least another year when I've lost so much respect for 90% of the faculty, including the department chair? Yeah. I don't have too many classes left, but it's too late to transfer schools, because that was going to be my first thing I said. <laughs> and I want to make sure that when future black students come in there walk into a safe space that will provide them with the tools they need to be successful uh, the university name is below but I appreciate it if you didn't say it out loud I don't need these professors taking away my show for talking shit thanks so much um, Ooh, Lord. this is my guy we haven't had a letter like this in a long okay. time Good, glad I'm here for it <laughs> uh, because this is wild uh, yeah. first and foremost let me just say you better not be doing a colorblind casting of, for color girls I don't care what the public talking about just don't you be doing it, okay? We don't want to be doing no colorblind casting of four colored girls. That's not right. what Intazaki wanted. That's not what she wrote it for. I don't know who approved that, but we will be talking about that at the public when it comes. Um, secondly, what is wrong? I'm laughing because I'm like, Camille, aren't you working on that? Camille, you are? Yes, she is. Yeah, I mean, I did that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. My bad! Yep. No, 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 I'm laughing because I auditioned for it. Did so I, I did audition for it, so that's why I was, but I was I'm just laughing about so, um, it. So, um... I think she... I mean, please don't quote me, but I, I think she was interested in having uh, various uh, women of color be a part of the show. Okay. <laughs> I'm not! Oh, as, in, as in only black. Yes! Got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Got yeah, it. yeah. Like... Yeah, for colored girls. Like, I know that nowadays colored has come right. along to sure. it. But no, when it was yeah, written, yeah. colored women were colored women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, yeah, but we, that's, I digress. Right. Um, Corey. Corey. Shit. First of all, Corey, this I'm sorry that you're a, going through this that. This is never going right. to be a safe space. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. But I'm sorry that you're going through that. Just yeah. don't introduce nobody else to this school. Yeah. <laughs> like awesome. nobody, nobody else black needs to be going here. Awesome. Um, He's because doing, oh sorry. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. What I was just about? gonna say, is he doing for colored girls at the, on the campus? Yeah, so I think it's on campus. So he doesn't want us to, to say the name of the school oh. because he doesn't want them to take away his show. Well, I think that's how he that's how he fights back <laughs> mm-hmm. is putting it in the work. You know, that's yeah. how mm-hmm. other black people who come right. there see the safe space, see the safety in mm-hmm. the work that he produces. So if he comes at it with this is this is my vision. These are all the things that I have to say inside of my work, mm-hmm. and that's going to speak for itself. Yeah. I, I mean, I believe. Yeah, yeah. No, I, t- I totally agree. I mean, the first thing I thought about was create your own. You're creating a space by um, doing For Color Girls. You're creating a space that you get to curate, and um, as best as possible, make sure that that's a, a safe space for you and safe spaces for other people of color or black people, and uh, and then be ready and excited to go out into the world and be able to create your own space. We are we create our lives so i think you know this opportunity where you're facing such adversity is a lesson in building who you are and building mm-hmm. who you're called to be mm-hmm. and uh finding and discovering that and putting on your armor whether that means you know tapping into ancestors talking to your grandmother your you know your sister your brother smoking your smoking a little blunt right, before you go to rehearsal right, right. whatever it is but <laughs> or after rehearsal or after right, after <laughs> yeah, after probably better um, but armor up be, and, and trust and believe <laughs> look me and Chris like people <laughs> but yeah armor up and trust and believe that you are called to this moment and that you 
the adversity that you're facing is not for you to back down or to feel mm-hmm. uh, belittled or less than. It's for you to stand up to and to feel and, and to know and trust that this is a calling and you are bigger than it. Expand. Yeah. Yeah. Expand. Yeah, it's expand yeah. in this moment. And you also have to make sure that you, because it's not going to stop once you start rehearsals. Right. Like none of the the microaggressions and things that you're dealing with, they're going to come in, especially if you have created a safe space for black people. Oh, they're going to try to fuck with that even more. So especially if they see it, if they see the joy and, and the fun that you're, you know, and all the work that you're putting into the show, they are going to come and try to fuck that up. So prepare your mind, your body, prepare whatever mm. rebuttals that you need. Like just think about everything they could possibly say about the decisions that you've made in the space that you've created and sort of prepare your mind so that you don't get upset or that you don't, you know, go off on a tangent, that you can prepare yourself to react in the way that is going to be best suiting for you and your students. Yeah. Because um, my God, like this was this was Ball State University for me, which is the reason why I created mm. Broadway Black, because mm. I I only had one black teacher and I've talked about her because she saved my entire life. Dewandra Lampkin saved my mm. fucking life dealing with these white folks um, at in a predominantly you know white institution, yeah. and it's 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 difficult. You're almost out of there. You got, but it's also not going to change when you get into the industry either. Yeah, like that's right. true. this is this is how it is. Like yeah. this yeah. is a uh, industry that has not been built for us. We just happen to be here and be happening to be excelling and doing it better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So. You have to prepare your mind for that, that you're going to enter in this industry and there's going to be more of that. It's never going to stop. It could potentially only get worse because the stakes are higher. There's more money involved. There's more opportunity involved. Um, so get ready. This is a good exercise, I guess. Yeah. But I'm infuriated just even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Curate that space. Yes. Of, and let the and and make sure that though you may have to you know be warriors, but curate a space of love. Curate a space mm-hmm. of healing. For color girls is very much a a play about love and healing and warrior women. Yeah. And yeah. and so make sure you're curating a safe space. There's a lot of stuff that comes with. Uh, white people fucking with you mm-hmm. um, and don't bring that into the room yeah. you know L- well, do what you need to do curate some sort of ritual for yourself yes, and for the cast mm-hmm. so that when you are walking into the room whatever day that th- whatever kind of day anybody had at that moment have a little mini ritual before yes. you even start rehearsal so that you guys can come in and go out you know in a sort of beautiful way yeah. um, and do that for yourself Create and find that ritual for yourself, and find that ritual for your cast. Yes, yeah. that's that's just what I was gonna say. I was gonna say y'all need to be clapping and stomping and singing and you know like yeah. please enrich uh, enrich that environment with ritual and with practice that calls upon the. Uh, I'm gonna say calls upon the ancestors. Yeah, just come and in and start singing the Black National Anthem. Hey, yes, exactly. You know like, Watch Beyonce together. Yeah. Watch yes. yes, just you let know? it be a, bla- a truly Black space um, where you can release and be yourselves and acknowledge the things that have happened during the day and release them and then get to work. Yeah. But don't, um, you know, don't uh, sit in it. Don't yeah, dwell, don't sit yeah. in don't it. Don't sit in it because yeah. I've seen, uh, we've all seen artists fester. that sit in it and fester. And it and it affects this thing that you love. Right. Don't let yeah. it affects it. Don't let it. So do what you need to do. If you guys need to scream mm-hmm. it all out for ten minutes before yes. you start rehearsal, do, do that. that. You know, yeah. be where you're at. Be present where you're at. But like Eric said, it's about the work. Like Camille said, you know, it's put that, put all that in the work. Yes. It's it's you know, you're getting to do for color girls. That's a gift. You yeah. know, and don't that let anyone spoil your gift. Yeah. Okay. My God. Well. Well, blacks. That was good. I'm, I, <laughs> <laughs> You've done I'm, it. I'm so glad that we got that. That um, I might have to pray over that. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. 
We gonna, I mean, we are sending up all the love because my God, like I'm just enraged just thinking about it. Y'all mm-hmm. telling them not to fester, but I think I'm festering a little <laughs> bit for them because mm-hmm. that's in like, yeah. Who the fuck do y'all think y'all niggas is? <laughs> yeah. Like, how y'all gonna sit that's up here crazy. and tell me that I'm being? Mm. And that's just that 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 gaslighting that I'm being difficult mm. or right. um, that I'm I'm difficult to work with or I'm just rude or because you guys are giving me all this these racist microaggressions like mm-hmm. who comments on somebody else's Instagram and says right. whose hair is mm-hmm. that that is crazy they, they need diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. uh, training like, at that school like the, who does that like, and, and I would also say document all these things yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's all these things need true. to be like written down dates included who was involved screenshots that that you can go back and say these are the facts. Mm-hmm. When I when I when you get ready to leave that school, these are the facts. These are things that you have done. Mm-hmm. These are actual instances that have happened and that have caused uh, traumatic effects on your students. That have that have mm-hmm. like that is traumatic. And we you know we, if you go back and listen to Danye and and Chris and um, the two Chris's talk about you know being in in, in uh, Ivy League schools and studying theater. That was a good episode too, talking about these very same mm-hmm. things, and it's mm-hmm. like they had like, even though you might have brought it to attention, seeing it on paper and seeing the things outlined for white people is something that that does that that does something for them. Like being able to see those facts, make a chart about all the racist mm-hmm. microaggressions that you've experienced, just you yourself, and you know, give it to your friends. Make a chart or something. Do a a, a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> mm-hmm. and and blast that mug on the side of the library, you know, in the middle of the night. I don't know, but like since like you can't Call walk away. Not letting these people know that these are the things that you've done and the harm that you've caused, and it's not, and because mm-hmm. it's not okay. Regardless of what they were able to receive it, get your get your graduation on first. You know what I'm saying? Get your paper, do what you got to do first. But there is a way of going back and and setting these people straight and and pinpointing and letting them know these are the things that you've done. These how this is how it's harmful, and this is what you need to do to rectify it. Because it's it's if you want to, like you say you do, want to build an inclusive department. Right. That you're not going about it in the right way. Mm-hmm. So, man, my heart goes out to you because yes. that's devastating. But we thank you so much for writing in. We want to hear from all of you. Make sure you send your listener letters in to offbook at broadwayblack.com. We've hit our marks right now. It's been a brand new episode of Offbook presented to you by Broadway Black. Drew, you what? ain't sing. And you said you were going to sing. No, you know I was Ooh, lying. I <laughs> you know I was um, lying. You know I was lying. Um, I sang last week. Go listen to last week's episode. Oh, oh. <laughs> listen to that other one. Yeah, listen to the other one. This is Corey. Oh, we lifting you up. We lifting you up, Corey. Thank like, y'all for tuning into a brand new episode of Off Book presented to you by Broadway Black. We've hit our mark and we've done it right now. I'm Drew Shade. I'm Ngozi Ayon. Camille A. Brown. I'm Eric Lockley. And we out, y'all. Deuces. Hey. Thank y'all. Until next week. Bye. We're done within an hour if we can. It's possible. <laughs> Why you look at me like that? Okay. Oh, yeah. see, oh, look at me like this. I said I want to get out of here in an hour. She said to dream. I'm like the no. unreachable dream. <laughs> harmonies. That's harmonies. <laughs> now you now you used to do musical theater. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.